Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. We are presented to you by Zach Jaworski State Farm. I haven't done this in a week, so I am very, very rusty. Um, And weirdly enough, we have the full trio here. I'm your host, Daniel Greer. We have Nate and Ryan with us as well. What's up, guys? Hey, how everybody want? Okay, okay, finally. I was going to say, we're here doing a post-game show, man. What is happening? I was going to say, the clearest you're going to hear Nate is in the in the Crew Pros ad. <laughs> Damn. All right, that's a shot across the bow. I love it already. Um, all right, so real quick, um, let's get into it, man. Uh, tonight was awesome. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I saw... I would say 90%, maybe 95% of the game, I was having to go back and forth. I had to go eat dinner once. Uh, it was a uh, it was a quick dinner. It was a uh, we're celebrating my uh, my 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 in laws' wife's birthday, I don't know, whatever she is. Um, so we celebrated her birthday, and it was a great time. But I was able to catch majority of the game, and it was it was awesome. It's awesome in MSG. Everything seems to be a little bit more special. Um, but, uh, Ryan, let's go to you first. Uh, any, anything that on the game that just kind of stuck out to you? No, I thought it was a great game Two, I would say pretty even teams like makeup wise. So it was pretty entertaining. Like when the Grizzlies took that 10 to 12 point lead, it's like, there's no way this isn't going to be close at the end. And, uh, yeah, it came down to a couple crunch time plays that were, kind of really fortunate towards the Grizzlies, I thought. So they got kind of the luck of the bounce of the ball at the in the final 30 seconds or so. So fortunate yeah. to get out of there a victory, but it was it was a really entertaining game to watch if you watched it. Yeah. Uh, anything for you, Nate? Really good win for Memphis. I mean, pick up in lifetime mode where he just for six or seven minutes and so when they're doing that on our home floor or a lot of grizzlies and a lot of good stuff i thought from josh Aaron, dylan a lot of good stuff from a lot all right well uh we might have to excuse nate here shortly because literally uh i think i i think i got 12 of the uh, 74 words that he said uh so not sure we're gonna give him another try uh but honestly like my thoughts on this game was we continue as the Grizzlies. Like I know a lot of people have so many issues revolving around, you know, coaches and players or whatever, but at the end of the day, 
the Grizzlies have the best player, the best player on the court 90% of the nights. There's very few times when the Grizzlies suit up and they have and they don't have the best player on the court. And now that we're getting Jaron back and Jaron, who who honestly, Ryan talked me out of going with my play. Um, I had him for over 15 and a half points. I chose the blocks because he didn't want me to do that. Uh, but in the end of the day, I, um, I Jaron has looked so much better, but he's not a creator. And that's the biggest thing that I see with this team is without Desmond Bain, you have to figure out a way those six minutes, those six short minutes that seem like an eternity when jaw is off the court, getting his rest, whether it's the end of the first or whether he plays the whole first, like those six minutes are so, so important. Uh, and so if you can have guys step up in any way, no matter who it is, that that's really what sets this team apart. But when Ja is not on the court, that's the biggest thing. And so that's my biggest takeaway is Desmond Bain not being on the court has, has consistently been the biggest issue uh, going forward. But uh, but a triple-double out of Ja, that was the biggest thing, man. Um, ja, being able to do that in MSG, after we were getting, what, Barkley talking the ish about what he's saying about not getting his teammates better, like how satisfying is that? Nate, let's go to you first. Uh, we'll see if we can get your audio any better. Put my, my mic as far away from my face to avoid any better. Worse, better, Ryan. the same. Crew pros. <laughs> You're one single source. <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not doing right. this. Nate, we love you, Nate. We'll see you later, man. It's Yeah, it's bad. Sorry. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> triple double uh, for Josh. Sorry, we had to uh, excuse Nate on that one. Um, his audio just has not been good. But what do you see with Josh, man? Because that is like him being able to do that is like that's big time. That's superstar ish. Yeah, I. The thing about Charles is, I think Charles kind of phrased it wrong. Um, Josh absolutely makes his teammates better. The thing about Ja is he hasn't learned how to control the game, mm. if that makes sense. Like, yeah. know when to get guys going. Um, and tonight, like, he was starting by running into a brick wall trying to challenge, yeah. um, you know, Mitchell down low, and then was like, okay, they're going to drop three people on me every time I touch the paint. Let me start finding these other guys. So him, Charles, Chuck saying that Ja doesn't make teammates better is wrong. But yeah. I think saying that job doesn't know, doesn't quite grasp yet how to control a game, depending on what a team is throwing at him. I think that's more of a fair statement. Um, and I think throughout the game, he kind of figured that out, even though when we got towards the end, it went back to the same old, you know, everybody staying around, job just dribble the shot clock out and let's see what he can create for us. Um, but that's, you know, most NBA teams are going to do that with their best player. Like they're not going to run, you know, some really fancy offensive set. Typically they're usually just going to give their best player the ball and say, go get it for me. And right. that's why he's one of the best in the NBA, right? Like the reason we won the game is because we had John Morant and they didn't. Yeah. Um, and that's what it is for a lot of these games. And that's why when we get Bane back, um, even though we, don't feel like an above 500 team that's, you know, top five or six in the West with Jane, ba with uh, Bain back. 
with the full roster that we have, like, I just don't see how we're not top three, top two in the West. Like, realistically. Well, literally, like, I I know this is the softer part of our schedule uh, right now, but my God, did we need it. Uh, But realistically, we should be healthy. And I know that's a caveat because we should be healthy going into the, the hardest part which is the uh, Christmas time run, uh, which is going to be a good portion uh, going all the way through January. But um, what I'm seeing with this team is you're starting to see these key guys find their their home, such as Laravia. He's not been awesome. Okay, I, I don't want I don't want to completely break him down, but I'm not going to build him up. I'm going to keep it real. He's not been awesome. But what he's doing right now is he's finding his role. And you know what? Tonight, what what did he play? Let me see this real quick. Um, sorry, on away games, we don't get the full breakdown. Uh, and so I'm I'm very uh <laughs> I'm having to do what everybody else does. Um, <laughs> but Laravia played his 15 minutes, two of two from the field, both three pointers, six points, two assists, a rebound. Did not hurt us. He's not playing great defense, but he's playing his 15 minutes, what a rookie should be playing. This is his role. This is what he's supposed to be doing. Same thing with Roddy, 13 minutes, two of four from three. Um, he had a rebound, six points as well. These are these are the positions. These are the roles that you're actually supposed to have uh, with these rookies. And so I think that's the biggest thing that I'm seeing right now is we're finding these players finally find themselves and find the roles that they're actually supposed to be playing. Because realistically, Laravia and Roddy are not supposed to be playing over 15 minutes. On a, on a consistent basis. That's not what they're supposed to be doing right now, uh, being uh, in their first year into the league, just trying to figure it out, uh, in all honesty. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Dylan Brooks. He's been the biggest thing. Um, I want to say it's everything Grizzlies or at everything Grizzlies. Um, I don't really know uh, what his uh, Twitter handle is uh, off the top of my head, but he's the one that said, uh, let's start a conversation and let's talk about extending Dylan Brooks. I want to get your because I have not talked to you about anything Grizzlies related. Little caveat: I was super sick this whole past week, um, in and out of uh, the Thanksgiving holidays as well. So, uh, being a lot of that, I was not able to do any Grizz not a one stuff, uh, and so that's kind of why I have not had any kind of podcast come out from the I guess the main uh, Grizz not a one stuff uh, is because of uh, being sick in the holidays and all that kind of stuff. But me and you have not talked about. Dylan Brooks, we haven't talked Grizzlies literally in a week or so. Um, so what's your thoughts on DB, uh, Dylan Brooks? Because, man, there's a lot of conversation going on uh, within Grizz Twitter right now. Yeah, I I don't mind re-signing him at the, cheap, at the right price. Um, what, what is it? What is the price? It's going to have to be similar to what he's getting now or mm. maybe a little less. Um, but there's also no way. There, there also kind of has to be a caveat that, like, look, eventually you're going to be our bench guy. Uh, wow. Because he is not someone that I want to sign up with John Bain for the future as a starter. Mm. Fine with the player. Yeah. I think he's okay. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's terrible. He's just average to me. I certainly don't think he's additive. Um. Mm. And I think a lot of people can kind of get caught up in the, oh, he plays defense and he plays tough. Like, he's not that great of a defender if you really watch him. Like, he's just physical. And right. if refs are calling the cheap stuff on him, um, then he fouls out, right? <laughs> like, 
Yeah. You found out late tonight. And if he can't be physical with teams like say against the Warriors, then he's a negative. But I that's why I'm fine with him being signed on a cheaper deal if it kind of has a caveat of like, hey, your role is going to kind of diminish. Now, that's kind of tough to do to a guy who's been with one organization who's always been a starter. Um, that's probably a really difficult decision to have if you're a front office with a guy like that and for someone to buy in like that. But like, to be honest with Dylan, I don't think he really has another choice, right? Like, it's not yeah. like he has anything to be like, oh, well, if I'm going to be like, it's like Jay Crowder situation, you know, like, <laughs> who, like Jay Crowder's going to tell the Suns that he's a starter. Or he's not playing. Okay. The Suns are just going to go out and be the best team in the West. Like we don't need you. Um, yeah. If you want to accept this role, then yeah, we'll be happy to have you. But if you're not, then you're not hurting us by just walking and, you always are like it's potential for you to have that kind of situation with Dylan if you tell him that, but it would have to be like a Jay Crowder thing. Like, nah, you're not going to start, dude. But we'd love you yeah. to be a part of the team. But going forward, we think that it's better if you're coming off the bench for us because that's what he is. He's like a bench replacement player. So, yeah. yeah. And so, in the perfect world, him coming off the bench, obviously, six man sign me up but at what at what money because he's 26 right what 26 year old going into a contract would say hey sign me up for two years 20 million um that gets you to be you know you get to sign back just like tyus tyus is signing into his prime um after his two years same thing would be with dylan that he's roughly going to be 28 29 but you're, you're talking about falling off the cliff potentially um after that so do you think he would even sign that? Because I think Chris, who um, who he's brought up a bunch of stuff in the chat. If you have a chat question, feel feel free. If you're hearing this on the podcast uh, the next day, uh, join us in the uh, on YouTube. Uh, ask questions. Uh, I'll be more than happy to answer some things and kind of chit chat um, about anything that you might have. But Chris here is saying, like, beware of the extension playing Dylan because we saw this three years ago. Like when he's up for a contract, because contract players they want what they want to do the best they can because they want their money. And so that's what he, what he's pretty much saying. So are, would you be okay with signing him? And I don't want this to be about Dylan. We'll get into the game, uh, back into the game. Uh, but would you be okay signing Dylan for two years, 20 each? That, so 40 total. Oh, no. <laughs> if you're saying totally 20 total. Yeah, sure. I'll sign him for that. Um, okay. But I'm not going to allocate 20 million a year to Dylan. No way. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that's possible. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll move off of Dylan a little bit. But yeah, he um, he would do. Brunson was cooking tonight. Uh, let's get into the um, into the Knicks a little bit. Like, what would you see? What you see out of them that you might have liked? Because I I like this team sometimes, and sometimes they suck. And I know every team can potentially just suck, but like it's like the Timberwolves. Like when it's going, when they figure out whatever that little bit is, dude, they are awesome. But man, there's a lot of games. They just suck. So what did you see out of them? Because I like this Knicks team, weirdly enough. Yeah, the Knicks are funky, which always interests funky. me as an as an NBA team because it's like 
they can go oh and six for two weeks and then rattle off like 10 straight wins like it doesn't make sense with this team and it's purely based on if their three-point shot is going i mean i think this is one of the worst if not the worst um no not the worst i think the lakers still hold that banner but worst three-point shooting team in the league so I mean, R.J. Barrett has been going through a polite way to say that is an extended cold streak. Yeah. Um, now, he got a, he got off a little bit tonight because he could get to the basket. Um, right. And he can be more physical with Dylan, who is guarding him on a lot of those. So that's kind of more of R.J.'s game, right? He's not about finesse. He's kind of more about power. So it kind of matched up well with Dylan, um, who's all about power defensively. But... I look Jalen Brunson has made me a lot of money because you know <laughs> that from the very beginning that I've been telling you his assist prop is a gold mine. And for like the first couple games, it was four and a half and I couldn't believe it. And I pounded every over. Um, and I only think he lost one time out of that two week stretch of games, but They've adjusted all the way to six and a half to seven and a half, depending on the opponent. Yeah, and he's crazy. still and he still got it over tonight. Like yeah. I still sometimes nah. will play it because he's just he's pretty good. Like he's a good basketball player. Now he's kind of opposite of the guard you kind of want in today's NBA, right? Like he's right. a undersized guard who will take you down the post and just work you old school like Kevin McHale. He's not like a flashy three point shooting overwhelm you physically kind of guard he's just like a crafty guard but this Knicks team without Jalen Brunson good god where would it be um like that's literally how much a sort of pseudo point guard changes the team for them and I wouldn't say he's a really a full point guard but yeah like Quentin Grimes, I never got the Quentin Grimes hype. Like, I watched him at Kansas. He transferred over to Houston, and he was always super inconsistent to me. That I liked him at first, and then I saw how terrible he was at Kansas, and I'm like, nah, never again. And so it's kind of surprising to see Tibbs. Like, I thought Tibbs did a lot of weird things in this game. Um, I, I know that Evan Fournier has come out lately with, being unhappy with his playing time, right? Like, I don't think he saw the floor yeah. at all. I don't know if he was sick or out or not for the game. I didn't check, but like Fournier in this kind of game is the player they need, right? Like he's the outside shooting. Like it's not a coincidence that they stopped playing Evan Fournier and their shooting fell off a cliff. Like there's just nobody out there that can spread the floor. So now you're relying on Julius Randle, who has been up and down. And then Mitchell Robinson, who's a zero on offense, if he's not offensive rebounding or getting an alley-oop. So it's just a lot to put on Brunson and um, uh, other guard I was just talking about. Um, R.J. Barrett? Yeah, R.J. Barrett. So it's just a lot on them. And I think Jalen has brought it, but everybody else has really been inconsistent. And that's why the Knicks are where they are. Yeah. Uh, so question on the chat um, is, uh, so with Anderson, it's more, not more, I guess it isn't a, a question, but it's more of a statement, but I want to turn it into a question a little bit. Um, with Anderson and uh, Melton gone, obviously the, the defensive depth is kind of, you know, it's, it's pretty much, it's just not there. Um, yeah. So we are a big team. You know how they want to go after the, the 6'8", 6'10", uh, stretch three, stretch fours. 
uh, kind of, uh, you know, more lengthy players. And that's kind of what Aldama is um, in a sense. And that's kind of the reason they went and got him. And you can look at LaRavia in the same sense. Uh, Roddy isn't that, that player, but he's the bigger player that uh, has the footwork, uh, such as Junior. Junior's, you know, the footwork with a big guy. So they're trying to go after uh, players like that. Um, the Grizzlies are ranked – what is it? 17th, 16th in uh, paint points allowed uh, this year. And they are roughly two points higher in the paint than they were last year. Um, what do you think the reason is? Is because, and that's what Ian John asked. Um, and I'll put this on the, uh, the screen as well for people to see it. Um, but why do you think, I guess, why do you think our interior defense is so bad this year? Because it's, it's not that it's crazy bad. But it just looks like it's just so much worse. Is it? Is it the rebounding? Um, I mean, rebounding probably plays into that because I know they, at one point, were the worst defensive rebounding team. Now that was without Jaron. I haven't looked at it since he's been back. But Jaron's not really much of a rebounder to begin with, so I'm not sure how much that will impact that. Um, but to me, it's like. All of our perimeter guys are just small. <laughs> like, it's John Conchar, who's not an elite size or speed. But he's Tyus a good rebounder. Bench, but he's a good rebounder. Um, yeah. Jaron is really the only rim protector. Like, Steven's not really a rim protector. He'll get one every once in a while, but he's not, like, preventing people from going at him, right? And... I think what happens with a lot of, now Aldama has been good in especially help rotation defense. Um, and to me, that kind of bleeds to the fact that most of our guys are scheme defenders, not just one-on-one -on -one lock hmm. you up guys. Yeah. Which I think is why people have such a fight over Dylan, right? Like Dylan can at least somewhat hold his own one-on-one -on, -one on the perimeter, depending on who it's against. But yeah. everyone else, like, it has to be about scheme to kind of hide all their flaws. And if not, then we're fouling. <laughs> um, so I, I just don't think that's really going to change at all. Um, the only thing that can change with that is, you know, Zaire coming back. If we get anything out of Danny Green, like Danny Green's always been, a good kind of scheme rotation defender. He has. Dude, he's um, a good assistant coach right now. He's a really expensive assistant. <laughs> that's all he's going to be, man. Sorry. Yeah, but, but Danny Green, like, that's what he's best for, right? Like, is his defense. Um, he's been a good defender for a long time. Not saying that he's going to be that coming back, but who knows what we're going to get out of him. What How Zaire's going to be back. So I think the length coming back will be helpful yeah. um but i'm just we just don't have a lot of guys with elite size and speed that you know can just stay in front of people all the time without fouling like i think that's why at the very end they like it was very clear to me why roddy comes in before jake like jake is just going to foul like that's just <laughs> what he does like he is super foul prone so i thought it said a lot that once the Knicks took that timeout for the final shot, they subbed in Roddy, right? Um, which I was kind of pulling my hair out at, but uh, <laughs> they got the stop and got the win. So um, I, 
I think it's more about scheme instead of the guys can just sit in front of guys and just keep them out of the paint. I just don't think we have a lot of guys like that. Yeah. Well, I, I've been saying this, and Ian brought this up, you know, the non-Brooks minute, should we play zone? Uh, because obviously we're having rookies out there, Laravia, Roddy. Uh, they're the, you know, they're in there. Obviously, they are not good. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to Aljama, who is good. I, I think he's a he's a plus defender. I think he's honestly been a breath of fresh air for this Grizzlies team. And he's he's a guy who's kind of been uh one of the key pieces to the reason the Grizzlies are as good as they are outside of Ja, Dez, um, and even probably Steve-O in a sense, because dude, he's played some big minutes and hit some big shots, made some big plays. Um, but I've talked about this many times on the podcast is it's simply that they're going to a three, two matchup zone type defense. And you, a lot of times what you're going to see is uh, when they get down the court, you're going to, you're going to see a, I, probably a BC Brandon Clark running to the top of the zone. Uh, and three, two is the three, three guys at the top two at the bottom right outside uh, because you can't have anybody. You can't play a two, one, two, a two, three uh, type defense is a three, two. Uh, but what that does is that actually allows them to understand a spot, a zone, like an area, and have a have a rotation in mind, such as when it's a handoff, we automatically switch. You're in this zone, and if two players come together, which they do because of uh, pick and rolls, literally you stay in your side, I'll stay in my side, and if they shoot it over top of us, it is what it is. Uh, but you're playing up on them to take away the shot, and then if they split, then you take your guy, whoever goes your way, and you you know, and vice versa. That's literally what they have been doing, and it's and it's worked for the simple fact that it helps these younger guys that who can be taken advantage of because they're not uh, up to speed with the NBA game. They're just not yet. The game is so much faster. And if you ever play any kind of pickup ball, and you are are used to a certain type of basketball. Go somewhere completely different. So if you're going in the church leagues and you play church league old man basketball, take it to the streets and go play that type of basketball. And I promise you, it'll be so fast and you'll understand how basketball just seems faster. It, there's nothing really that much different. It just seems faster because it's a different style of play. Um, and so a lot of these guys are having to get used to that, having to get used to the, the fast pace of the NBA and that's why I say that the reason that junior is down in the G League is because they're trying to give him like the the next step up is the G League. The G League, I don't know if you've seen it, it is a slow, methodical offense. It's it's not that fast, uh, not compared to the NBA. Um, and so they're trying to kind of ramp him up and get him ready. Uh, but I don't want to go off on my soapbox on that one. But um, <laughs> they they are playing very much uh, zone a lot of times. So they are playing the three two, which is the matchup zone. Um, and so I think that has been big. I don't know if I actually saw that tonight. Uh, did you see any kind of a zone type uh, defense? No, I didn't notice one that stuck out particularly to me. And I, the thing with zoner, man, I'm I'm personally going to always side on the side of um, throwing you in the deep end, right, and figuring it out. So I would much rather Roddy Jake. Um, Santee, like, I prefer them to play man and just have to learn to stick in front of your man, like learn the little tips and tricks, you yeah. know, because Dylan has learned all the little tips and tricks um, on how to kind of cheat and what to expect, which 
if they'll ever get it, who knows? Um, but with how bad we they've been, I mean, we're still what twelve and eight, something like that. Third in the West. <laughs> so twelve and eight, they haven't killed us, um, but it also hasn't been just their fault either. <laughs> um, so I I'm I always side more on the continue to play man, learn how to actually play in front of somebody, and you know kind of figure out as you go instead of you know, kind of letting guys off a little bit for playing zone. Um, because I think if they played zone tonight, like they gave, like the Knicks killed them on the offensive boards. Now we killed them on the off- offensive boards too. But um, in zone, it, it, it would have probably led to even more offensive rebounds. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't certainly notice it if they tried it. It looked like just pretty straight up man to me for the most part. Um, out of all the starters from the Grizzlies, who did not have an assist tonight? Jaron. I know <laughs> it. I know it because I bet it. Uh, yeah. Again. Let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, two things, and uh, we won't spend too much longer on here. We've hit the 30 minute mark. Uh, you know, I always try to say 30, 45 minutes. Uh, but real quick, though, if for some reason you are uh, coming in here from Spaces, thank you. Uh, but if you are not, uh, go over to, um, um, is it Spaces, at Spaces Grizzlies. Uh, go over to there anytime, whenever the game ends. They're always going to have a show. Majority of the time, we're going we're gonna to have shows on a normal basis, especially going forward. Um, and so we're going to be here probably about 30 to 45 minutes after the game ends. So we have some time to kind of look over some stuff. Uh, me, it's mainly just to get my kids in bed uh, if they're not asleep yet. <laughs> um, and so that helps me personally. But um just go over there check out them hang out with them if you want to go up on stage uh feel free to hop up there uh good crew over there but yeah it's it's good times uh but uh two more things i want to hit on uh real quick um the first thing is there anybody on this knicks team that that you would like to have on the grizzlies i always i like to ask this question because it's it's fun just look at their roster is there anything you like 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 go shopping like i could (laughs) realistically get or just I'll take him. Uh, let's do both. Uh, who's no, who's the guy that you love? Like, if you could have him on our team, like, who is that guy? Sure, I'd take Jalen Brunson in a heartbeat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I can just pick anybody, yeah, I'll take Jalen Brunson. Absolutely. Um, a wishful guy that's probably more realistic. Um, boy, I got to try to think of the Knicks bench. Uh, because uh, contrary to certain people, I'm not a big Obi Toppin fan. I mean, uh, I'm not even a huge quickly fan. I know I saw that coming around the uh, Grizz Twitter of let's go get quickly. And I was like, no, thanks. I have enough of shoot first guards who don't play any defense. Um, I guess if I'm looking for a value player, I guess I'd take Mitchell Robinson. We are. Oh my God. No. All right. First of all, he's, he's, (laughs) he's under contract. Um, This is realistic at this point because you've already used your Jalen Brunson. Um, 
no way we can uh, no way we can get him kind of play. All right, so same thing, Mitchell Robinson. I don't think we can get him. Even if we could, I, I would rather have Steve-O. I'm not going to lie. Um, even though Mitchell well, Robinson is good. Mitchell um, wouldn't be a starter. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, he'd be backup. But he just signed like a big yeah. $15 million contract. Um, yeah. Anyway, so my guy, and Ian did this, and shout out to Ian for uh, just randomly finding us on YouTube, but um, Cam Reddish, like, he, you know, I don't know if you know who where he went to school at, Ryan. <laughs> yes, he's a dookie. Um, uh, but I've always wanted Cam Reddish. He's not expensive. He's got a five. He's he's on an expiring contract, a five year contract. Like, I don't know if you can get him and extend him. I don't know if that's even possible. Uh, but I, I think that a guy like Cam Reddish, who you could bring off of the bench at as of right now, a cheap deal. Uh, but that would have to take the the Knicks probably blowing it up a little bit because there's no way they're just going to get rid of him for nothing. But he is fall, he, he's fallen out of favor with Tibbs many a times. Uh, and so all it takes is Tibbs to eat, a, uh, I guess, a sandwich too big that week. And maybe he has an upset stomach and he doesn't like Cam Reddish. Um, maybe he has Reddish on his hot dog. Was it re- relish? Relish on his hot dog, and it makes him think of. I Cam was about Reddish. to say the phrasing. <laughs> the phrasing of that was very poor. <laughs> it was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, to, uh, oh, yeah. To, <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. No, I, to say about Cam Reddish, I I've never been a huge fan. Now I certainly get it. He's kind of a microwave score off your bench guy, right? Yeah. Um, but. I that one of the questionable things that I thought Tibbs did tonight was after that timeout for the Grizzlies at the end when they were down one, um, he left Reddish in to guard Jaw. Like that's kind of head scratching. Um, so thanks for that one because that's really what led to Jaw having that wide open back door, right? Like it was yeah. a set play. Like as soon as Jaw saw that Reddish was gardening, like he clued Steve O right away. Hey, I'm going to do this. And it was wide open. Um, now they did crash over and, you know, uh, closed down on him pretty quick with Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle. But that was the fortunate thing. Like sometimes you just have to be fortunate. That missed fourth shot bounced right back to Jaw for the putback. Um, but Cam, Cam would certainly be a situational guy, 100%. Like if the offense is just not going. There you go. Plug him in. Let's see if he can heat up and get seven or eight real quick no. in a couple minutes. I, I certainly wouldn't take him expecting him to contribute consistent, regular rotation minutes for me personally. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is everybody wants to do the trades and I get it completely. Like trades are so much fun. I have literally a running list that we're going to put out at some point of, you know, like all I could wish for Christmas, you know, or these guys on us team. But the problem is, you have to get rid of players to get players via trade. Like that's one of the rules. Like I didn't make the rules, but in a trade, you have to give up something to get something. Um, I think it like happened probably a long time ago. It might've been the, it might've been Thanksgiving time where you had to trade some stuff. I don't know. Um, I don't want to get down that rabbit hole, get in trouble, get, uh, get cancel cultured somehow. Um, or my thought process was going, uh, but I, I, I think that you have to give up something to get it right. That makes sense. But who do you give up? Like, the Grizzlies are not walking away from Zaire, Roddy, or LaRavia. They're not walking away from Bain, Jaron, Ja. Like, they're not walking away from those dudes. Like, so you have to give up something to get something. 
I don't know what you're giving up besides Dylan Brooks. And at that point, you're giving up Dylan Brooks to get back a Cam Reddish. That doesn't make sense. You obviously the, the money doesn't work either. So like the the whole trade stuff is so much fun and I get it, but I don't know what you do because if you do give up somebody who is, you know, less of a player that maybe you can get him on a cheaper deal uh long term. Uh if you're doing somebody like a Cam Reddish, you know, with a you know Dylan Brooks out, even at that point, like you aren't getting better. Like you, you aren't. So that's why I always ask and see what players people are looking at because, like, on this team, they still have to consolidate at some point. Uh, yeah. And the only thing that you can do is eventually just say, "Hey, like, literally, we're going to try just load up." And if these rookies pan out, they pan out because they're going to figure it out, and they're probably going to figure it out in the G League. But if not, if you want the, these rookies to play, they have to have a spot. And I think Santi has just he's he's got a spot. Tyus has a spot. BC, for the most part, has a spot. He's kind of a, a little crazy right now. Like he, he's a he's a very unintelligent basketball player, low IQ basketball player. I like his athleticism in a matchup type, you know, game. But those guys all have spots. Conchar has been starting and he's playing very well alongside Ja uh, in the absence of Bain. He's got a spot. Like there's really not much, you know room for somebody to come in and take over a, a position or a spot on this team in the 10 man rotation. So uh, it's going to be very difficult, but uh, before we get into the game predictions be between the uh, Timberwolves and the Grizzlies, and I know you're our NBA guy, you're always looking around the league, you're watching a little bit of everything um, and make sure you go check out the Grizz on one podcast. Uh, we now have added uh, free basketball with Brian. Uh, he is the main host. I used to be on that show, uh, but now it's just Ryan and Cody. And you'll probably hear me on a little bit of every show. Um, but you also have the No Bluffing podcast that comes out as well. Uh, it's very raw. They kind of get after it a little bit more. A different style, a fan style podcast. Uh, kind of give you a little bit of their true feelings. There's no like polish to it at all. It's just, uh, it's very raw, very good. Uh, Chris does a really good job of his team over there. Um, and Agreed. so... Yeah, so those three podcasts we have coming out of the Grizz on One podcast. You can find us anywhere you can find podcasts. Check those out. Uh, two things I'm going to hit on real quick. The Grizz on One merch, it's all done finally. It looks good. I'm actually going to pick up a new shirt uh, that has the brand new logo on it. Um, and from then on, we're going to be putting out other designs. So now our design, our Grizz on One design is done. You can find it at grindcitydesigns.com backslash Grizz901. That's where you get all kind of Grizz 901 merch, grindcitydesigns.com backslash Grizz 901s. And then also our sponsor is Zach Jaworski State Farm. Uh, you can give them a call at 901-459-4227, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Uh, if you need any kind of insurance at all in the local Memphis area, hit up my guy, Zach. Tell them the Grizz 901 team sent you. They will hook you up, I promise. He's my guy. He can be your guy. 901-459-4227. Zach, Z-A-C-H, Zach Insures Memphis.com. All right. Game predictions, and we'll get out of here. We're uh closing in on 40 minutes. Game predictions with the Grizzlies taking on the Timberwolves. This is Wednesday. Ryan, do you know what day it is right now? Uh Sunday. Why in the world do the Grizzlies have literally two days off? Like that doesn't happen, especially if they're no. on the road. So is it like a slap in the face? Like, hey, you have two days off, but you got to go to Minnesota. Yeah, I I actually hate that I had 
I, I actually hate that they have two days off. Yes. Um, I would much rather just have the one day rest because early in the season, they were much better like on a one day rest team versus a two day rest team. Um, but I'm not sure the Timberwolves schedule heading into that. I have to check that Monday at bit. wizards. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so I do play Monday and coming back. Yep. Um, so I certainly think that's a little bit of an advantage playing most recently for the Timberwolves. So I would expect the Timberwolves kind of start out a little better, but I also think the Timberwolves suck. Um, <laughs> and <clears throat> I think the Grizzlies will ultimately win that game. It might be a second half kind of comeback thing. Um, but I certainly do not like the Timberwolves. I mean, in the first meeting, Anthony Edwards went off. <clears throat> Man, get some of my throat. Um, Anthony Edwards went off, and we know Carl Anthony Towns fouled out. So uh, I would usually say this is a revenge spot for Cat, but Cat is not that kind of guy. <laughs> so uh, I, I really don't know what to expect from him, except he might actually foul out again. Um, so, of course, we don't care about Rudy. We'll abuse Rudy. Um, <laughs> Jade McDaniels has been up and down and of course the whole game really depends on d'angelo russell to me like if d'angelo russell is bad the grizzlies are going to win pretty decidedly if he's okay then it's probably a game and if he's just awesome then the Timberwolves might actually win it um so that's probably who i'm most interested by in the matchup but um I think the Grizzlies win. I could see Timberwolves starting a little hotter, maybe getting like a seven to 10 point lead. And then, you know, it evaporates quickly, but um, I'm expecting a Grizz win for sure. Cause I just think the Timberwolves, the experiment has gone wrong <laughs> and it has failed miserably and it is not going to get better. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so the Grizzlies, um, they won 114 to 103 in the last meeting. Uh, and like you said, it was Edwards that went off. It was the, he was the big player, 28 points in that game, three or four from deep, which was weird that he was, he was three or four and 10 of 16 overall. Uh, he yeah. just couldn't miss in all honesty. Um, and the rest of the guys really did nothing. Like, like you said, like Towns was completely taken out of it by his foul trouble. Um, and then Rudy was held to six rebounds, which is awesome. And I'm, I'm curious to see if he's going to have a little bit of that fire coming and want a little bit of a payback, especially at home. Um, this, what does Steve-O do? Is Steve-O able to kind of keep him off the glass? Uh, but last game, they didn't, they didn't have Jaron, and they did have Aldama starting, but they also had Bain playing. So you're going to trade out Bain for Conchar and Aldama for – for Jaron, I actually think that's worse personally. If it was me saying, like, and I know that probably sounds bad, but I would rather have Bane playing over Jaron, especially oh, right absolutely. now. Yeah, yeah. So no, especially against the team, yeah, <laughs> especially against a team like this. Um, but the biggest thing with this is they do have a decent bench, and they're going to be at home. And you know, I guess bench players play better at home for the most part. Yeah. So I, I would say that just being careful on that one because those six minutes, those 12 total minutes that Jai is usually out of the game are going to be the most important, especially in Minnesota, a crowd that doesn't like the Grizzlies, uh, a little bit of the the budding rivalry that we have. 
I think it's going to be very important. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a good fun game. Uh, but the cool thing is, is we do have two Minnesota guys and that is Tyus and that's, uh, Roddy. Like they're both going back and I believe this is going to be their first game playing. Um, or I guess it's Roddy's first game back, uh, playing in Minnesota with the Grizzlies. So that'll be cool. Um, I don't think anything extra will come out of it. Uh, as long as the guys stay healthy for the most part, I think he'll play his normal 15 ish minutes, but, uh, it'd be cool to see him going back home. So anything else you have, I want to hit on our, uh, Grizzly player watch stuff real quick, but anything else you have, um, the Jaron Jackson jr. And Carl Anthony towns guarding each other thing has real 10 out of 10 comedy potential. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's all I'm going to say because either one or both are going to have some of the most hilariously dumb fouls and they're going to get upset at them. Uh, and it's going to be really entertaining. It's like a foul off. Like yes. who's going to have, who's going to have the dumbest foul of the night? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, that's always fun. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but last thing is the Grizzly player watch. We try to put this out. I'd say an hour or more if possible. Uh, but with the the NBA injury reports happening tonight, I think I got it out 30 minutes before game time. It was tough because, one, I was traveling to uh, my in-laws' house. But uh, the three, they literally did not release any props for the Knicks. And so I was trying to hold off because all I had was Grizzlies. And I was trying to you know do Mitchell Robinson blocks. Uh, and so finally that came through, and Ryan talked me out of doing um, two Jaron props. <laughs> Uh, but either way, I picked I picked the blocks. I shouldn't have. I should have picked the points. But I thought that's what the one you were telling me to not do, um, <laughs> just by, by just thinking the way you were thinking. Uh, but tonight we uh, we scored uh, two and two, so now our record is forty four and twenty nine. Uh, I think we've only had two losing nights uh, overall, um, and so for the most part, you know, we've been you know three and one a lot. Uh, weirdly enough, and then four and zero. Oh, I think we've hit four and zero oh four different times on our bets. Uh, but also I cashed tonight on uh, the Grizzlies first uh, team to 25, uh, which was um, it was kind of touch and go for a second. Uh, but we cashed on uh, Conchar over eight and a half points, cashed on Mitchell Robinson over one and a half blocks. Uh, we also had uh, Conchar for two plus three pointers. He hit one feeling good. And literally, I think he took one, maybe two more at the max. Like he was not shooting a lot from from deep. Um it just wasn't a flow in the game. And the other one was Jaron over uh, three or three or more blocks that he's had for every game this year. Uh, he, I don't think he ended up with any blocks, which was a weird night for him. So um, yeah, good times. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm probably, I'm going to look at uh, Kyle Anderson rebounds for the Minnesota mm. Timberwolves game. I think it's going to happen. And assists maybe not assists because they don't like to pass the ball to each other, but um <laughs> He's the only one he, that will. He will pass it, and if it's if it's two or more, yes, I'll take it. But if I see a five or more rebounds for Kyle Anderson, I'm hopping on that 100%. Bring back uh, K.A. back to us. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shout out, Slow-Mo. Shout out to uh, for Ian and everybody else that joined us in the chat, Chris, and all our uh, our fun people, uh, especially with Grizz Lead. Uh, thanks for hanging out. But uh, shout out to our guy, Nate, who cannot figure out his mic stuff. Uh, the last podcast he was on, it was horrible. So uh, we thought we had it worked out, but tonight it was not. So, uh, But that's all we have. Uh, thank you for joining us. 
and make sure you go like subscribe rate review anytime you can uh you can find us anywhere uh you can find podcasts uh, we'll have this coming out shortly uh via podcast so uh, go check that out and if you're hearing on podcast make sure you stop by and listen to us after game uh, we'll be on here you can chat with us and kind of interact and eventually if you're here long enough Maybe we'll throw you out an invite, let you hop on uh, up here, let you talk with us every now and then uh, through a game or so. So that's all we got. Let's have a good night. Be nice and tell your friends.